This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. Guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review right here on the WWE Podcast. As always, I'm one of the hosts of the show here, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter and on Instagram at MichaelRitter5. Also the host of the Football Function Podcast, available on all of your podcasting platforms, including the one that you're listening to this show on, and even available on Patreon if you prefer an ad-free experience. But joining me on today's episode, the normal co-host here with me, John, at Big Speaker on Twitter. That's B-I-G-G underscore speaker. John, how you doing, bud? This was a damn good episode of SmackDown. I know you feel the same, but with all that being said, I mean, it's been a week. A lot's happened since we talked, but how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Appreciate the shout-out and everything like that. And like you said, man, it has been a full Friday to Friday good week for me, you know? I mean, of course, I'm pretty sure you had, like, a lot more highs than me just being at WrestleMania, you know, live and everything. So, yeah, man, I guarantee you had a... Oh, exciting week yourself. But other than that, man, yeah, like you said, the show to the, tonight, it was freaking great from start to finish. So, yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, sometimes we talk about an episode of SmackDown and it's not noteworthy. You yeah, know, there's yeah. not a whole lot you can take from it. Yeah, there's some good matches, some storyline development. You know, there's some things that we're eager to hop on here and talk about. But there's not always just like thing after thing after thing. Like this episode actually felt like a Raw mm-hmm. after Mania. You know, like how previously on Monday Night Raw... It really wasn't that juicy of an episode, but this episode of SmackDown, I feel like, really delivered, and we got the uh, the debuts. Not necessarily that many returns or anything like that, but we definitely got some new faces show up, and we're definitely going to talk about that as we get into the episode. But before we do that, I, do, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. I went to WrestleMania, so I want to kind of talk about it. You know, I haven't gotten a for chance sure, to talk about sure. that, and really quickly here before we even get any further, number one, it feels good to just be sitting here. And feeling good. You know, last week, there obviously, I was throwing up before the show, threw up during the show, and John had to finish, and it was just uh, it was a weird experience, especially the night before you're leaving for WrestleMania, but everything worked out. I mean, the trip was fun, but, I mean, WrestleMania itself, I mean, I wish I could cuss just so I can kind of do it justice to tell you how crazy of a time it was. I mean... Just being there with that many people, I mean, that many wrestling fans, even Ashley, I mean, she went with me, she was like, damn, you know, it's, it's she's like, word for word, what she said was, I love the wrestling community, like, just mm-hmm. because everybody there wearing their shirts, you know, you see random people walk by, you know, they're wearing an RVD shirt, somebody's wearing a Triple H shirt, somebody's wearing a John Cena shirt, you know, and then obviously all the wrestlers of today, but... It's just crazy, you know, you never really, I mean, there's so many different versions of fans, but they're all together. I mean, 78,000 people, and number one, I will say, before this year, I was very much on the other side, as far as like the WrestleMania two-night event versus one-night event, I was very much so on the side as WrestleMania should be a one-night event. Like, it's like the Super Bowl, you know, you don't split up the Super Bowl in two nights, it's more special when it's one night, but... Being there and experiencing experiencing it, it's incredible, dude. Like, two nights is perfect because you get that second night. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just double. You know, it felt like two events. And, I mean, WWE, obviously, they make double the money. You know, that's the thing. Like, the only way to equal doing two nights is to double the price for one night, just the ticket price. So, they're not going to do that, obviously, but it's just – it makes so much more sense to do two nights. You get to load up the card like that and – it's it's genius, honestly, and I'm uh, I'm officially on the WrestleMania needs to be two nights going forward, and I hope that that's what it is. But besides that, just being there, surrounded by everybody, like I was saying, the seventy eight thousand. I mean, it's the closest thing to like being a little kid that I felt. I mean, mm-hmm. it literally felt like I was at like an end of school party, you know, in the, the last week of school, whether it's like the last day, the last couple days. 
where it's like a pizza party or, I mean, it's close oh, to yeah. the summer. So every now and then they'll take you like to the park or like a, a, a public pool and you can have like a picnic and all that stuff with all your friends. Sometimes you go like to an amusement park or something. I don't know how they did it in your school, obviously, you know, where you're from, but pretty much, I mean, the end of the school was always the time to get excited for. And that's, or the end of the school year was always the time to get excited for. And that's kind of what it felt like being at WrestleMania, just because everybody there was excited. You know, everybody there, it felt like this was like a once in a lifetime thing. I know it felt like that for me, especially night one, seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin come out, like, because it was one of those unexpected pops. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, obviously, we knew the pop was coming, but we didn't know when he was coming out. Like, I was literally in the process of, like, you know, texting someone back saying, like, holy, you know what, are you watching this? I was getting my yeah. phone out to record, and all of a sudden, the, the glass breaks, and I'm just getting my phone out to record everybody's reactions, get, you know, him coming out. And then if you were uh, joining us on Discord, then you could kind of, see that we were you know we were showing his atv mm-hmm. we knew that was going to happen you know so there was all that good stuff to be excited about and then obviously night two we're very biased here on the show i was wearing a pat mcafee shirt for night two of wrestlemania so i was very much so looking forward to watching that match i feel like the match itself delivered i was extremely happy with the result after the match that's a whole nother different thing i mean did it need to happen no not necessarily but it did I mean, if you were there in in the building, I mean, yeah, you knew the stunner was absolute, you know what show, but that's really the only part of it that I, you know, didn't like. I mean, I liked Stone Cold coming out. I liked him stunning Pat. I liked him stunning Austin Theory, drinking beer, trying to give us that old school moment. Vince just couldn't handle that stunner. And it's like Pat said, everybody talks about the stunner, but nobody talks about that kick to the midsection. I think that uh, <laughs> that gets people every now and then, especially whenever Stone Cold's feeling it like that. But uh, all in all, WrestleMania, I mean, WrestleMania 38 officially jumped up into the top five, maybe even top three WrestleManias in my opinion. And I know it's a little bit of like prisoner of the moment, a little bit biased that it was the only WrestleMania I've ever been to. But it didn't surpass WrestleMania 20. It didn't surpass WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania 31 still pretty high on my list as well. But I, I got to say, WrestleMania 38, it's up there, man. It's definitely special in the old, in the, in the old heart. You know, and I'm uh, mm-hmm. definitely uh, looking forward to watching it back on, on Peacock or WWE Network, whatever. But what were your thoughts on WrestleMania? Man, this was great. I mean, for me to be, like, actually fully engaged with this and, like, following everything... It, it was just so, like so unreal, I guess you could say, just because like, and I, I saw like so many faces that when I was I was actually watching like from back then, like to reappear, it just kind of felt like, like, like home, I guess you could say, if that kind of makes sense. But I don't know, dude. I mean, just to just to be involved with it now, I mean, it just means so much more to me, you know, and. Like, from here on out, I mean, I guess just, like, following with it. I mean, I don't know. I'm just so much more engaged, I guess you could say. So, I mean, yeah, it it was great. I mean, the two nights, like you said, yeah, they had so much stuff that was, like, Saturday jam-packed, Sunday jam-packed. So, I mean, it was just start to finish. I don't care if there was a break or not, you know. Yeah, it was just great. Yeah, I mean – it's definitely the right way to do it, being a part of it and actually going to the two nights, I can confirm. It's not too much. I mean, if, if and I didn't go to the SmackDown before that or the Raw after. I just simply went to the two nights of Mania. So if you only do that, you'll be able to digest it. It's not too much, but, man, you better pre- uh, prepare for that traffic. I know there's some other, you know, some of the listeners, they joined. I mean, I was literally sitting there, you know, obviously, whenever you're sitting in traffic bumper to bumper, you got a bunch of pedestrians walking around. There's not a whole lot of, you know what is it, uh, just reasons to get excited. You know, it's late right. as hell, you know. But I was like, man, I, I would be the only person to sit here at WrestleMania and be surprised that there's traffic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally 78,000 people. I'm like, are you kidding me? What's going on here? Like, obviously, there's going to be traffic. It's freaking WrestleMania, for crying out loud. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's the only thing you got to prepare for is the shoulder-to-shoulder trying to get to your seats. Once the show's going on, you know, you, you got to go get something to drink, got to go take a piss or something. Very easy to do, but getting in, getting out, uh, yeah, it's it's an experience for sure. But all in all, I would recommend it, dude, for sure. I'm already looking into. I mean, WrestleMania is definitely doable. Like I, I some listeners know if you've listened for you know past couple of years, 
I go to Falcons games sometimes two to three a year. WrestleMania is literally, like, as far as price goes, it's equivalent to going to one Falcons game. Like, it really is. So it's definitely doable. Like, if I wanted to, realistically, as long as I'm, like, a single or not single, but, you know, not married uh, person with no kids, I could li- probably go to WrestleMania every year if I wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I'm saying, though, it's doable. Like, if you're out there, if you're a listener and you think, man, I'll never be able to go to WrestleMania, it's a little bit more possible than you think. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that. With the way Airbnbs work these days... If you get your flight early in advance, like if you really, really plan it and you know what you're going to do, flights, you'd, you'd be surprised how cheap you could find a plane ticket. And then obviously just like WrestleMania, you don't need to get a, a floor seat that's going to be thousands of dollars. I mean, my tickets themselves, I, I paid for two people for both nights. In total, it was like 260 something like that, like legitimately so. Definitely uh, opportunities to uh, to go to WrestleMania if you really want to. Like I said, I'm, I've already been to a Royal Rumble in San Antonio a few, a few years back when Randy Orton won. But I'm definitely going to be going to another Royal Rumble in the coming years for sure. Okay, okay. But that was a long-winded open. There are already 10 minutes here in the show, but I wanted to, I mean, it's WrestleMania season. I wanted to give my thoughts on all that stuff, you know, boots on the ground. I'm sure a couple of listeners probably were looking forward to that and obviously talk about how I was throwing my guts up last week and I'm feeling good <laughs> right now, so I wanted to touch base on that. But with all that being said, we can go ahead and get into the SmackDown that aired on April 8th, 2022 from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like we said, jam-packed episode here. Noteworthy things. Some pretty good matches. We figure out what's going on as far as like Roman Reigns and like what the Bloodlines plans are going forward. They are not finished. They are not uh, content or complacent, I guess you you could say, with uh, where they are in WWE and all the gold that they have. And we're definitely going to get into that. It's the main event. But we get some debuts from NXT, and I'm looking forward to introducing and talking to you about a few of those because I know you're not familiar. But let's go ahead, go ahead and get into the opening of the show, and that's Ronda Rousey. She comes out, Caleb Braxton's in the ring, and they go to the Jumbotron. They start to highlight the point in the WrestleMania match where Charlotte actually tapped out, but the referee was unconscious, so obviously it doesn't count. And Ronda Rousey said that she beat Charlotte Flair once, but she didn't beat her twice. She's basically just saying, I made her tap, so technically I beat her, but I needed to do it again, and I couldn't do it. Basically, she made her tap, but not whenever it counted. So uh, Caleb Braxton asks her what's next, and that's whenever Ronda Rousey says that she wants a rematch, but this time in an I Quit match. Have you been able to watch an I Quit match here in your uh, you know second stint as a WWE fan? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns had an I Quit match, I believe, right, in the steel cage? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah that, that was... The what was it still cage or hell in a cell? cell. Yeah, Yeah, hell in a cell. That's right. I knew it was a cage match for sure, some type of Mm -hmm. you know gimmick match. But either way, that one was pretty crazy though, for sure. After she challenges her, the crowd go crazy. You know that's what they want to see for sure. Charlotte does appear on the jumbotron, and she kind of just laughs it off. She tells her that she couldn't even beat her in checkers, much less an I quit match, and uh, basically just says no. She tells Ronda Rousey to get to the back of the line beep and i'm sure that if you watched you knew what she said the crowd went crazy but uh ronda rousey definitely isn't going away she actually appeared later on in the show bugging adam pierce about it he confirmed that the match has not been made official yet but they're just trying to make us wait a little bit you know they're trying to tease us a little bit but we all know this match is going to happen for sure for sure i mean i wasn't too mad about this you know just because like what's going on with it but i would say i'm I know everybody knows that I'm not on Ronda's side about any of this, but she did come outside, or not outside, but to the ring looking... Looking like a little bit top notch to me right there, so I give her that. You the know? way the hair was, she was wearing the jeggings, you know, the yeah, jeans and yeah. the leggings. I, I mean, I, I want to say it was more of like the hair, combat boots, and braided up and stuff yeah. like that. More, I don't know. Don't 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 look at me weird for it, but yeah, she she definitely impressed me on that, but. I don't know, man. Char- Charlotte, she definitely got her, bro. I mean, she definitely gets under her skin, like, easily, it seems, you know. So, I mean, I'm here for this. And this is important for Charlotte. I mean, look at Holly Holm. She literally looks like a sp- like a uh, splitting image, whatever, of Charlotte Flair. Do you know who Holly Holm is? She's a uh, UFC it- fighter. She's, like, the one who humbled Ronda Rousey by beating the hell out of her, knocked her out or whatever, like that spinning heel kick. Maybe made her tap. I'm not really sure exactly what happened. She might have not- I'm not a huge UFC fan. I do know who Holly Holm is, though. Yeah. But basically, her and Charlotte Flair, if you put them next to each other, they're not too, too different in terms of, like, the their image. Gotcha. But um, basically, 
I want to see Ronda Rousey, like, overcome this type of thing. Like, she lost, right? She lost to WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all. She's already lost before at WrestleMania. But I want to see her, you know, overcome the adversity because that's kind of the knock on her, right? Every time something happens, she runs away. She goes and she hides and she comes back. That's why you don't like her is because mm-hmm. of the way she left UFC. Yeah. So, I mean, this is her chance to maybe redeem herself a little bit, maybe, you know, put herself in a little bit better light. In some fans' eyes, but I agree with you. Charlotte Charlotte Flair is definitely winning this in terms of, you know, on the mic. We'll see what happens going into WrestleMania backlash, but you could expect an I Quit match to definitely be one of the bigger, uh, big-ticket items. I was going to say, that baddest woman on the planet, that's definitely a myth in my eyes. Yeah. Charlotte hit the point on that. I think they need to uh, maybe take that shirt off the shelves (laughs) there for sure. I, I went to a pretty huge superstore in Dallas, I've showed you some pictures of it. You know, mm-hmm. it was crazy. If you went to WrestleMania, it's like that Superstore Access or whatever. They have like a bunch of different types of things you can do. Like I, I got to hold a WWE mic and sit up there like in the KO oh, show. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. You got to build your entrance if you actually wanted to do that. Like you got to like come out of like it's de- like it's like a, a stage they use for a WWE live event. You know, it's yeah. like a, it's got a huge LED screen. Like you come out, there's like a ramp and all that stuff. You can come out to like Triple H, Edge, Roman Reigns, anybody's song that you want. I saw Ric Flair. People were just mm. doing it, you know, just fans. They were coming out there. It was pretty entertaining. You know, people were getting crunk. I actually wanted to do it, obviously. I was say, you should have did that Edge one. I wanted to see. That's what Ashley was saying, but I yeah. wanted to do Triple H. Oh, I did because I got Triple H's entrance down. Yeah, Edge, he comes okay. out. He gets pretty crazy, and I know all that good <laughs> stuff. But Triple H, man, I'll come out with a water bottle. I'll get the hair down. No, it'll be okay. uh, it'll be fun. Like I said, you know, I've had a little bit of practice doing that one. But anyway. <laughs> We can go ahead and move on to another match here. Butch makes his debut on SmackDown mm. against Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods comes out dressed, you know, in his typical New Day stuff. This kind of was the the sign for me that they're done with the King Woods gimmick. Like, he came out a few weeks ago with the crown. Uh, it looks like because he said himself that WrestleMania is like a season finale, so this is like the season opener. Mm-hmm. He wants to turn the page a little bit, maybe a fresh start. As as much of a fresh start as you can get in the New Day. Obviously, they've been doing like the same thing since like 2014. So, as much of a fresh start as you can get here. And that's kind of, you know, what he does. He comes out and he gets a one-on-one match with Butch. He cuts a nice little promo before the match. He says that he... he I forgot exactly word for word what he says, but he does mention that butch or he refers to butch as rabies infested ass and that part got me it did it it was funny and i just feel like there's promos like that like whenever they're not necessarily trying to be funny they just they can just naturally do that while trying to roast you and i feel like xavier woods is one of the best at doing that our truth is another version but he's more so just like 100 percent comedy but Anyways, Xavier Woods does get the win here. He beats Butch in Butch's first match on SmackDown with a small package, but there was actually some pretty good commentary here by Pat McAfee. I'm not sure if you caught this part. He said that that's not the small package. That's the backwoods. Basically just calling it, you know, a quick roll-up. Pretty much just saying, like, because Xavier Woods, you know, obviously just a play on words, backwoods, Mm -hmm. quick roll-up. It's a little funny, you know. It's yeah, just I didn't something. catch that. Yeah, Pam actually that. said that on the, on the broadcast. It was funny, and Xavier Woods actually quoted it on Twitter, and he's actually going to start calling it that. So it's kind of like he nice. got a move out of it. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's pretty cool. Just I wrote it down here that I like that. But after this match, Butch actually goes after Sheamus and Rich Holland. Like, I mean, it's not like – like, he legitimately took some shots at Rich. Like, I thought they were about to start going at it. Yeah, it looked like dude. everything like a turn. Like, they were splitting up, but it's just like they were like, hey, calm down, you know, just kind of, you know – patting him on the back i mean what do you think about this i mean you don't really have to comment on the match if you want obviously it was a pretty quick easy win the roll up or the backwoods i guess is what you can call it now is a way to protect butch because it was just you know a fluke win but after the match the way that butch is kind of portrayed as like this uncontrollable dude what do you think about this well i mean i can't really take too much from it just because like i mean he's just new to me you know i mean I know you say that you know him like Pete Dunne and everything like that, but I mean, like these factions, I, I mean, they're just starting to like kind of like come together. Cause so I kind of see like I, I just see it like staying together. I don't see it like a split or anything like that. Of course, you know, kind of like build his composure in a way. You know, I guess that's what Sheamus is doing. You know, put, having two under his wing and stuff like that. Because I mean, obviously, both these guys they have a lot of work to do. I mean. Which, I mean, he's definitely, 
a freaking brawler, you know. Yeah. There, 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 there's no denying that. This He's dude has some freaking, yeah, nasty forearms, you know. So I definitely wouldn't want to take any of those. But on the other hand, you know, got Ridge Holland. Yeah, and he's over here just looking like a freaking doofus. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I kind of just, I kind of want them to, like, stay together and stuff like that. I don't, like I said, didn't take too much from, like, the the aftermath, you know, of his loss and everything like that. I mean, kind of kind of expected, you know, especially with him because a little hothead, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody's got to kind of, like, coach that, I guess yeah, you're saying. That's, that, 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 that's what Seamus again. I mean, you know, I see for him stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a good thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, anyways, we can go ahead and move on here to something that happened pretty funny, or at least I, I thought it was pretty funny. Sami Zayn backstage, he's talking about, oh, yeah. you know, with Adam Pearce saying, yeah, I thought it wasn't any." He, he kind of protects himself a little bit here. He says that he's pissed off because he thought it wasn't anything goes match, not a anybody can join match or just anybody can hop in. I mean, obviously, if you watch the match, Wee Man got involved, Chris Pontius got involved, a lot of the other newer jackass guys eventually hopped in. It was not a one-on-one match, but, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be, obviously. I mean, it was an right. entertaining match if that's the type of stuff you like. But, anyways, they're standing outside the men's locker room. He's, you know, he's complaining to Adam Pierce, and he basically just says, I want a match. I want to redeem myself for what happened. So the next person that walks out of that door, I'm getting a one-on-one match with them. And they're kind of just standing there, and Adam Pierce is willing. He says, all right, you know, the next guy who walks out of here, you'll get a one-on-one match with him. And the next person who walks out of there ends up being Drew McIntyre, who doesn't really know. He just walks out. He sees two guys standing there. He's like, what's up, lads? And just walks away. You know, has no idea. He's about to have a match. And obviously that match does get booked, and we will get that a little bit later in the show. But continuing on here, Ludwig Kaiser. He's one of the members of Imperium. He comes out, and he introduces Gunther. Gunther, formerly known as Walter, and I actually thought it was Gunther to this point, but I heard multiple people, including Pat, Michael Cole, mm-hmm. Caleb Braxton, everybody was calling him Gunther. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, do right by him, and that's what I'm gonna pronounce it. Obviously, I mean, I don't want him to walk in here and you know pick me up and throw me across the room. So I'm gonna call him exactly what he's supposed to be called. He squashes this dude. He gets a squash mask against Joe Alonzo. Lasts a whole three, four minutes. Could have been over in one. He gets his signature chops in. What did you think about this dude just to, you know, at first glance? Well, at first glance, this dude is a freaking, let's freaking uh, match him up with Omos right off the top. That was what my thinking was, you know, Commander Z type stuff. But, I mean, that was just a massive dude. That's Yeah, he'll you know, fold Omos into a pretzel, dude. <laughs> it was freaking crazy just seeing him coming out, especially like no facial expression, bro, just like straight face type stuff. I was like, gosh, dang, but... I don't know, man. He definitely handled that little guy. Dude, honestly, like, just being completely honest, I didn't expect him to come up to the main roster. I did not expect mm. that to happen. He He's an NXT UK guy. That's the thing when you notice when he gets on the mic, you'll know he has an accent. Yeah. He's not from America. So uh, th- that's one thing that kind of caught my eye whenever we heard Imperium was going to debut on SmackDown. We kind of, you know, was, you know, floated around in the Discord chat. If you look on the internet, it was nowhere. I mean, it, it wasn't being hidden or anything mm-hmm. like that, so. Kind of knew he was coming, but whenever he showed up, I was like, well, here we go. You know, I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire. And sure enough, he came out, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting him on SmackDown because I really haven't gotten a chance to watch him that much. Very familiar with who he is. I know how big of a threat he is, especially in the NXT UK world. Coming here to the main roster, it's tough, dude. Like, when you're an NXT call-up, like, they change your name, they change your gimmick, everything. Like, the only person that I can remember that they haven't absolutely butchered or at least, you know, given them a complete facelift coming up from NXT to the main roster is Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's any coincidence while she's a back-to-back WrestleMania main event winner. You can say what you want main event. I mean, you, you fight for a main title. You're basically in one of the main pictures. So, I mean, whatever. She's victorious at WrestleMania two years in a row, 2-0, and oh, being that same character that she was in NXT. Yeah, it's been said she's one of the best NXT call-ups of all time, but look at it like, Give other people these opportunities, you know, give them chances. Like Kevin Owens, he was Kevin Owens on on NXT, came up to the roster or the main roster, basically the exact same person, and he has success. I feel like it's the people that they try to start fresh. They try to give them like a fresh coat of paint. It never really works out for them. I don't know why, but WWE keeps trying to do that, and, you know, 
there's another name coming up here that we're going to talk about in just a little bit, but hopefully Gunther or Gunther, sorry, it's already going to mess with me a little <laughs> bit, but I'm going to do my best, but hopefully he can get off to the right, you know, the right track. And I think they will. I mean, he's a hard one to mess up. If you mess up him, I really don't know what to tell you, but yeah, that's definitely somebody who's believable in terms of somebody who can be in the ring with Roman Reigns and actually be a threat. You know, oh, that's yeah. legit. I mean, they're both heels, so you won't see that matchup anytime soon, but, um, it's somebody that we have on the roster now, to say the least, who's believable. Right, right. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I didn't really like put like too much thinking into it just because like new face and stuff like that. Yeah. But that'd be a freaking yeah. hell of a match right there. Yeah, I and, you say that. and you really weren't familiar with his backstory. You know, you just see nah, some yeah. giant dude, you see Commander Aziz, you see Omos, you really don't oh, think, yeah. hey, this dude can actually be a you know a top belt contender just because he's a huge dude. I'm here to tell you. Walter is not cut from the same cloth as them. He's no. a different type of dude. I know he's big. He's not Vince McMahon's ideal type of body type for like a top champion that could end up hurting him on mm-hmm. the main roster. We've seen Vince do that. I mean, Finn Balor is not necessarily that same type. He absolutely thrived in NXT, came up to the main roster, hasn't necessarily, you know, thrived at that peak. Sorry. I'm sure you guys heard that. There's a little bit of, you know, vehicles going on outside the window. But anyways, we're back on track here. Finn Balor. Despite being such a badass NXT uh, worker, NXT wrestler, hasn't necessarily broken through on the main roster on a consistent basis. So hopefully we don't see this happen to Walter. I feel like he's a hell of a wrestler and a hell of a guy to have on SmackDown. And definitely looking forward to uh, to getting more of him. But moving on here, Raquel Rodriguez was introduced. Formerly Raquel Gonzalez. Small tweak, small little change there. Not really sure why. I guess it's just some like obsessant thing that they have with just giving them a little bit of tweak they can't just you know leave them exactly the same but what'd you think about this pretty big girl you know pretty strong she's actually Braun Strowman's girlfriend in real life just to give you a little bit of nugget there before you find out in two days and come at me saying why the hell didn't you tell me this <laughs> but uh there you go just wanted to toss you toss it to you there what'd you think about her well that is definitely mind-blowing let me tell you that but this yeah she's freaking just tall as hell man I saw her she was like Damn near eye to eye with freaking Los Lotharios. So, I mean, she was definitely a surprise to me. Caleb Braxton holding the microphone too dang low for her to speak into. Oh, no, man. Yeah. I mean, there's just like all these new faces just kind of giving like more life, you know? So it's it's interesting, you know? I can't say, you know, oh, this is going to be bad or anything like that because like there's all kinds of stuff that's going on, you know, just throwing up weird stuff all here and there so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it yeah yeah i mean it legitimately feels like a new season you know like yeah. it legitimately feels like a new year this is what monday night raw Mania was needing i don't understand i completely understand why people were upset with how that raw ended up this smackdown legitimately felt like big news big stuff was happening man mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool to watch especially you know knowing that we were going to get a get to hop on here and talk about it immediately oh, yeah. after it was over but we can go ahead and move on a little bit, and uh, it's time to get serious, all right? It's time to show some respect here to Happy Corbin. Thank you. It, I've been saying this. It's the, uh, what's it called? The saddest happy talk of all time, and he blames Madcap for his loss. I mean, what else is he going to do? He blames Madcap. He says, you're the one that's basically been holding me back. My luck started to turn around, or I guess go back to being bad luck whenever you started coming around. And uh, he basically tells Madcap to tell a joke, and he says that his job is going to depend on it. So Madcap obviously tells a joke where Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin is the punchline, and uh, Corbin attacks him from behind, and then the two begin to brawl. What do you think about this? Well, I mean, this is something that I've been expecting. You've been waiting for it. Oh, yeah, man. I felt like I kind of like called this like, I don't know, man. I was just ready for all this to happen like a long time ago. And I kind of feel, you know, I feel bad for Madcap still in a way because I, I, like Corbin blaming him for like this loss and everything like this. But like the whole time before this, like Madcap was the one that was actually like taking all the beatings from like Drew, like in the matches and stuff like that, while Corbin was always like running away and stuff, you know. So, I mean, yeah, Madcap, he. Or actually, Corbin de- deserves this little turn on him, actually. You know, getting beat up, getting, like, dang near, like, put out the ring, you know. So, I'm cool. I'm I'm all for this. 
Yeah, I definitely think it's it's time. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. these two go at it back and forth. It's time that we see them feud with each other and we get Drew McIntyre on to bigger and better things. But speaking of Drew McIntyre, he has a one-on-one match over Sami Zayn. What do you think about this one? Well, I mean, this one was kind of disappointing, you know, because like you said earlier, the one that they had that little backstage thing, Sammy was wanting to, like, get his respect back because he felt like he was, like, the laughing stock of the WWE now. And he kind of, make like, made himself seem that way, you know, like, how you just run away, you know. I mean, of course, like you said, Drew McIntyre, he's the – like one of the top notch guys in this in on the roster in the locker room and stuff like that. But you can't just run away to get your dignity back, to get re- any type of respect back. You know, they yeah. basically just you know, we're or Pat McAfee on calling you a rat, you know, you're basically exactly, chased yeah. out of here. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh th- this one was kind of a disappointment for me. I completely understand why. I mean, running away, even the facial expression he had. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't necessarily for me, and honestly, uh, I expected bigger things for Drew, but who knows? It could still come. I don't want to be impatient. We haven't figured out exactly what Roman Reigns is going to do next, but we did get a little bit of a teaser mm-hmm. as to who might be his next opponent, but it's not 100% sure. That could have been Rick Boogs related, but we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Up next, the story of Lacey Evans. I know you're not familiar with her. We've talked yeah. about her a couple times here on the show. New face. Uh, she does look a little bit different as far as like her gimmick, her look, all that stuff. She was like a, a proper lady. Like she had like a handkerchief put in her, you know, up top where she'd pull out during matches, wipe her sweat off, throw it on her opponent. Yeah. Okay. You need to go look up some Lacey Evans because she actually is, you know, a pretty good worker. Definitely somebody who I know that you would enjoy. Uh, you know, just think she does. She's a hell of a heel for sure. But she didn't really look like a heel tonight, especially like this promo. If you can call it a promo, I don't know. It was basically just like a story of herself. And I guess we're getting, you know, chapter two or like then it's going to continue next week. So we haven't even gotten all of it yet. But I mean, she kind of got choked up during it. Kind of yeah, a little bit like the female version of Cody Rhodes. She took a little page out of his notes, out of his book. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what she can bring, and I'm, I'm glad that they're finally starting to inject SmackDown with some talent, mm. especially seeing, like, what they got going on with, like, the Edge faction, obviously what Cody Rhodes is doing. I mean, Raw has some good things going on right now, and I'm glad that we can finally, you know, be excited for some things happening on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, for sure. I kind of hate that. I mean, of course, like, brands and stuff like that, but, I mean, it's it's all just starting to, like, be one type of thing now you know it's kind of you have to follow this to like know what's going on on this side still you know so it's kind of like running together and it's 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 good you know because it keeps me entertained on tuesday night you know that's whenever i watch raw and everything and of course uh friday you know it gives me you know a little bit more and i'm kind of going in to like the NXT thing, I kind of okay, liked how they okay. like brought like Braun Breaker into like that uh, NXT Championship with Dolph Ziggler and everything. That clip you showed me where they had uh, Rick Steiner in the cage and oh, they're basically dude. saying like, "Hey, proud of you, son!" And they zoom out. I was like, "Man, that's right up my alley." I'm just in terms you, of production, yeah, they're, man, they're, I really they're like that. On some type of like little creative over there, you know. So they're doing some magic. So I mean, yeah, I'm just starting to like look into like other promotions and stuff like that, like. Uh, Layla Gray, I want to say, yeah, she's definitely somebody that's been catching my eye. So, yeah, definitely want to show her some stuff or show you some stuff about her. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah, AEW Dynamite has finally taken that number three spot for me on a weekly, uh, like a weekly basis. And I don't watch it every week. But if I do, I'll watch AEW over NXT and the facial expression you gave me. I almost wish I wouldn't have told you that. But okay. <laughs> anyways, we can move on to uh, the last match here on the show. Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan. Now, Liv cuts a pre-match promo. She's, you know, backstage. The announcer asked her, like, a weird question. She has a weird response. She sounded like a robot. Like, it was weird. I've mm. never seen Liv sound like this. Did you notice that? Oh, I mean, I've kind of noticed, like, her speaking is kind of like, like it's like rehearsed, you know, like she, yeah. she, she does this like multiple times to try to get it right, I guess you could say. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like 
the speaking on the mic isn't like her thing, you know. Like definitely good in the ring. And She's stuff never like been that. a great promo, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm that, I just kind of feel like she like sits there and tries to do this like over and over, <laughs> you know. And I don't know. It just doesn't feel like like natural. Yeah, I mean, this one just was weird. I mean, just not only the delivery, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, she kind of talked about it. She said Rhea Ripley isn't here, but, you know, we, she's getting ready. We have a match against these two, mm-hmm. you know, Sasha Banks and Naomi on Monday night for the Raw Tag Team Championships. But, man, Liv, I feel sorry for you because you're about to get riptide. You're about to get probably a big boot. Maybe probably, you know, beat down pretty good whenever teams split. Whenever somebody turns heel and they turn on you, especially, you know, we're all expecting Rhea Ripley to join Edge's faction. Because that's the, that's one thing I noticed. Somebody posted posted a picture of it online. If you go back and you look at that backstage segment last week on Raw, mm-hmm. whenever Rhea Ripley and Liv were talking backstage, and you know Liv kind of confronts oh, yeah. her and she says, you know, what the hell's going on? And Rhea says, I got us a tag team match, yada, yada, yada. While Rhea was standing there, there's purple lights in the background, like kind of just shining there. That's kind of like foreshadowing or maybe like giving you a hint, mm-hmm. like – Dude, she's going to join Edge's faction, you know, and mm-hmm. next week, who knows? If we see Edge and Damian Priest just, like, appear on the stage during the match, you know, like, if they have their tag team match, I'm calling it here. Here we are. It's April 8th <laughs> on Friday. This hasn't happened yet. It's going to because I don't know, because Damian Priest appeared on just ringside, right, on the outside of the ring. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to happen on the ring or outside the ring, I'm sorry, or on the stage, but during this tag team match, we're going to get Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. You know, they're going to be, you know, probably getting hot or something like that. They're going to have momentum. And Edge and or Damian Priest is just going to show up standing there. It's going to distract Liv. And she's going to end up getting hit by Sasha or Naomi. Or, you know, she's going to get taken out somehow. And Rhea Ripley's not going to help her. It's going to kind of show her she's going to look like she's distracted or something like that. Or like she's just, you know, like in a trance. Kind of just like focused in, you know, on Edge or... Damian Priest or whoever, and, uh, you know, maybe have that, you know, evil grin, you know, that evil smile after the match, after Liv gets pinned, she'll walk away and be that official third member of this stable. Well, I mean, that's definitely pretty interesting. I know we had talked about it, like, off air and everything like that, but I don't know, dude. I can definitely, like, see that, like, playing out, like, while you're talking about it and everything, and, I mean, she definitely, like, fits them, you know, so I I, kind of see that, but... I don't know. I just like seeing like the mixture of like male and female type thing. That's kind of like the the off thing for me. I mean, I, I know it's like possible and stuff like that, but yeah, what are you not, looking at? Me? It's not like it's never nah, worked in the past. No, I, I, know, I know, I know. China <laughs> never, never been in DX or anything like that. But but I mean, I I, I don't know. I kind of see. I, I I don't know for that third person. I mean, I yeah, but. Rhea, I mean, I kind of see, like, yeah, definitely, like, the split kind of maybe going for, like, the women's championship and stuff like that. I mean, I think she's, like, a top-notch uh, performer and everything. Oh, my gosh. Holy, you know what? <clears throat> I just kind of pictured it in my head. We got a babyface champion on Monday Night Raw, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a program going into, like, SummerSlam or whatever with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair? But Rhea Ripley is this heel in that faction because that's the thing is like I know it might not be common. You know, Mm -hmm. it might not. I I know China is a good example of like a a woman in a faction that has worked. Mm -hmm. But we've seen things like like this happen in the past and, you know, what hasn't worked. You know, Zelina Vega had a little bit of a faction. She wasn't a wrestler or anything like that. But groups come together and they fall apart with no explanation. So it's very fair to expect this to happen. But I will say, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt because Edge is the leader here. And he has a lot of pool. He has a lot of history, you know, obviously, as far as, like, having success. He's been in groups like Rated RKO. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what the hell was the tag team? Or the, whenever he had, like, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I know you don't know him, but they're, like, the Edgeheads or whatever they were. He had, like, two goons or whatever. I mean, he's been known to, you know, succeed in multiple different, you know, versions of himself. Yeah. What is it, the brood? That's another version of him, you know, another one. I know I'm kind of getting a little bit historic on you, but basically this is uh, what I'm trying to say, long-winded. Edge is somebody that I would trust, you know, given the keys to some type of stable with some young talent. I mean, it's interesting because, like, it kind of throws my head into a loop on, like, who that third person could be, you know, because, like, 
like thinking about it like right now I can't like just oh yeah that person belongs there and stuff like that Rhea Ripley like you said like yeah I can see that and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah maybe bigger plans for her bigger plans yeah. maybe Nikki A.S.H. oh what I'm just kidding. got the TR. <laughs> but anyways, all right, let's go ahead and move on here to a pretty big main event. I mean, it wasn't a main event match, but we got some pretty big information. I mean, this is huge. We find out that we're going to unify the tag team championships. Roman Reigns is going to send I mean, he has a promo. That's what he does. He comes out here, he cuts a promo, and he says that it's time to unify the tag team championships. He says he's going to send the Usos to Monday Night Raw to fight RK Bro. To basically, you know, get all the belts and bring them to SmackDown. And I think like, it's going to happen. They're going to beat our RK Bro on Monday night. I'm excited for that match. But, um, man, well, I mean, there's only going to be one tag team division, pretty much. I mean, well, there might be two, one on each show, but there, there's only going to be one set of champions. And we'll see if it's the right thing to do. Who knows? I tend to think that, you know, they know what they're doing, although their track record might not be that great. You know, I'm a fan. I'm a loyal fan. So, whatever. I'll sit here and I'll be like, all right, you know, you're going to experiment with the tag team division again. So be it. I'm more concerned with what they're going to do with this, you know, unified universal champion, whatever. Yeah. What it's going to look like, who he's going to fight as far as like his next opponent. And that's what I was, you know, hitting at earlier is we kind of got a little bit of a maybe tease or a little bit of a hint because Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. And I mean, I don't know if. You're necessarily thinking that he belongs in that situation. I was confused whenever he came out. I was surprised. I'm a big Shinsuke fan, but I was still like, man, are, are we really going to get this? But that's what I was saying. It could have been Rick Boogs related, you know, because yeah. I truly think that if he wouldn't have got hurt, well, I don't know now. If they were planning on doing this <laughs> unifying tag team champions, they're not going to do that with Boogs and Nakamura, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. This was a this was a weird segment, though. He basically says, "Look, I know your partner got hurt. It sucks, but hey, we lost Jimmy Uso for a year. You know, I mean, he'll be back. He'll be stronger than ever. But hey, you need some love right now, right? You need some some bloodline love." So he tells him to come in, gives him a hug, a nice, you know, Roman Reigns hug, and then out of nowhere, double super kick. Shinsuke Nakamura is laying down on his stomach. He's out. Uh, do you think Shinsuke might interfere? I mean, with their match on Monday Night Raw, maybe cost them these championships because hey if he does if shinsuke nakamura costs him these championships and then rk bro somehow gets these unified tag team championship belts Mm -hmm. then i will double down and say the plan all along was to get him off the usos get the belts off the usos before boogs got hurt but if they hold on to him and if the usos hold on to these belts and they're the unified champions i'll concede and i'll say that uh the usos should have won all along okay i mean I'll follow up with that. Like I said, I've always wanted to keep the belts, you yep. know, hand in hand. I always said that. They want it. So, yeah, I'm definitely not going to agree with you on that part. But, I mean, if that was to happen with some type of, you know, distraction type stuff, I mean, we're about to be seeing WrestleMania backlash, you know. I mean, that can be a definitely good build for that and stuff like that. So, I don't know, man. Maybe, I mean, I. Rick Boogs, he'll probably be out for a good amount of time. Oh, he's he's yeah, done so, for I mean, a minute, man. That yeah, Shinsuke, quad. he's definitely going to have to do or figure out something. So He can go by himself. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. He's dude. better you by know, himself, like, honestly. There, there, there's so many ways that you can possibly, like, think about, like, how these – or how, how it's going to go, you know, because think about it. You know, I mean, Roman Reigns, he said it. I mean, they're going for all the gold, you know. So when he said that, I basically, like, Oh yeah, this is about to happen, you know. Like, I, there's no other way that there's turning this, you know. So eventually, like, yeah, I think it's gonna come down to that. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it'd just be crazy if it, they were to lose it. Let me say that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty crazy. I'm not expecting it at all. If I was mm-hmm. a betting man, I would definitely put my money on the Usos. But what do you think about Shinsuke? Do you think he's uh, as far as like the next guy for Roman Reigns at Backlash? I mean, it's not gonna be Brock Lesnar. I don't know if they want to rush this soon into a program with somebody who's bigger. So do you think he might be a good, like, kind of like what Cesaro was for him last year? Kind of how he had that little program whenever Cesaro was involved. I think it might have been, like, May or, like, around Money in the Bank time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Cesaro could have a good program with Roman just to get us to his next guy? Cesaro. Did I say Cesaro again? Yeah, I'm sorry. Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, I was going to say, well, yeah. Well, well, I referenced but, Cesaro last yeah, year, but I might yeah. have slipped up for sure. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm still on the same page with you. But just to... 
clarify that. I don't, man, Shinsuke, he's good, you know, definitely yeah. good. But, man, Roman, he's just too dominant right now. Like, I'd have to see that Gunther dude come out here, like you were saying earlier, to, like, even convince me that this guy's going to lose, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be a great match, yeah, for sure. But the promos are night and day, though. Roman would run circles around him. That's for sure. But, like, if I was to, like, want to go into, like, any, like, hypothetical, like, thinking, man, throw Drew McIntyre in there, bro. I mean, that I think that would be awesome, you know, just two freaking, I don't know, boneheads going at each other, you know, basically. that that, that That's how I'd want to see it yeah. if I was, like, to do anything. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Shinsuke is going to be holding a title anytime soon. Let me no. say that. Or yeah. contention. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it could be just a quick little, hey, we needed a guy to come out mm-hmm. to make the Usos look strong, super kick. You know, everybody's on the same page. It could have yeah. been something like that, but. I mean, he knows? definitely has to go out there and kind of, you know, defend their name, their tag team, I guess you could say. Because they didn't go out, like you said, they, they didn't go out the way it should have. These are damn near uncharted waters. I know we've had, like, an undisputed champion before in the past mm-hmm. and, like. Things like that, but we've never had it like this where Roman Reigns look is, where the person is this untouchable. You yeah. know, like you come out and like you're legitimately like, okay, what the hell is he gonna do next? What's he gonna say next? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I don't know what the next move is. That's why it's so crazy. He's keeping people tuned in. He still has everybody hooked or on that hook. You know, we're on the reel. He's reeling us in for next week. You know, so I'm, I'm in. I'm looking forward to this, man. It's a it's it's for a sure. damn good time. To be covering SmackDown as long as Roman Reigns is holding that strap or those straps. I could definitely agree with that. I'm not opposed to that for sure. I don't know, man. It's, yeah. It, it's good. I'm like everything that's starting to happen, man. I'm, I'm engaged for sure. But what do you think about that IC match next week? What is it again? I saw the graphic popped up, but what, who's it, who's it going to be? Jinder Mahal versus Ricochet. Oh yeah, well of course. Well, I mean, hey, keep in mind, man, it's been a while. I got a lot going on, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't expect Ricochet to lose, but mm-hmm. then again, who knows? You know, I mean, he's won in like three in his last four matches, so never really know what could happen. I just like that they're keeping it like relevant, and you know, like at least a fight, like every week for yeah. stuff like that you know so i mean rather he's defending than like the, it too yeah. yeah rather than like the shinsuke way whenever but, shinsuke wasn't defending it in how long and then now it's getting defended like multiple times in a month so yeah, yeah. i could appreciate that mm-hmm. yeah so i'm definitely like in tune with all that stuff but i don't know man ricochet needs to come out and do his thing maybe give another shout out to him oh yeah for sure but that does do it for us here on the SmackDown Review. That covers everything that happened here on this big noteworthy episode. A pretty good one, I will say. If every episode was like this, I would love covering SmackDown every every single week. And I already you still do. do. I was about to say, and I already do love covering SmackDown every single week. Mm-hmm. Dang it, I should throw you through the dang table for that. But anyways, <laughs> I do want to thank you guys for listening, obviously. Uh, sure. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for finding this podcast. And I know there are some first-time listeners. We had some record downloads here on the WWE Podcast over mm-hmm. the weekend. Obviously, you've already heard Matt talk about it, reaching that number 30 spot in the, you know, wrestling category in America for podcasts. That's badass. It's a huge accomplishment. Matt Matt might not pat himself on the back as much as he should for reaching that feat, but man, that's impressive. The fact that he started this podcast from the ground up and he's built it and he's put together a team of people who are committed and, you know, you know, you know, they have that passion for wrestling. They look forward to doing the shows that they do and all that stuff. And it's kind of a well-oiled machine. You know, if you're a listener and you listen to all the shows, I'm sure you look forward to it. It is like a bit of a network here. Like I listen mm-hmm. to podcasts that are part of a network where there's multiple shows that come out on a weekly basis. And that's pretty much what we do here. So we look forward to holding up our end of the weight or our end of the thing, whatever. We look at it like a relay race. You know, we look at it like we're the last leg. We're the anchor here and in the week. Coming in strong, and you better believe that that baton is in the right hands. The hands of the blue brand brawlers. Sir. But anyway, John, you got anything to say? Any shout-outs before we sign off here? Well, I mean, definitely want to, you know, just recap the week and everything, man. It, it was great, you know, like like I said earlier in the show, just to be in tune with it and, like, following it. I mean, it just makes it, like, so much better. And, and man, it's freaking crazy that the numbers, you know, that this podcast is getting. Like, I'm... 
I feel like I'm just sitting here just talking, you know, just me and you, you know, like not like reaching out to like many people. And man, I do appreciate everybody that follows and listens. It just blows my mind that 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 it's actually like this big, you know, like, oh, yeah. like, like I'm new to this, you know, so it's definitely like, like, like a big wow. So yeah, definitely shout out to Matt, man. He's definitely done his thing. Like, I'm pretty sure this has been some years coming, but yeah, th- this is definitely like pretty exciting especially like to cover smackdown like you're saying i don't know how you tried to say i don't know i'm not gonna take I that was out just of context saying, but i i was just saying you're, I defi- do you're love definitely covering getting it. a big boot after this I, I, i'm gonna tell you that but i'm just saying just kidding but <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i definitely want to give a shout out to like all the listeners and uh that smackdown review tier on patreon man it's definitely like a good bang for your little five bucks and it definitely gives you like a lot of content to follow. So yeah, I mean, definitely look into that if you're a Patreon. If you're not, you know, definitely look into it. I mean, if you're tired of those ads and everything like that, you want to come over and you know, ad free experience. You know, go ahead and subscribe or yeah, subscribe. Sorry, sorry. You can prescribe subscribe. too if this Gosh, is your medicine. <laughs> you know, your weekly vacation, your mental vacation. All Everybody got to get some type of juice, right? But. Yeah, definitely go ahead and uh, subscribe, man. There's even a dollar option. It gives you like the all, all the good benefits of the app and everything like that. So yeah, definitely want to give a shout out to y'all and shout out to Mike, man. Appreciate you for letting me have this opportunity. And yeah, I'll just wrap it up like that. Oh yeah, I do appreciate you joining. Obviously, I think this show took a, a huge step forward whenever you came on board. And obviously, you know, one person here, it's a big difference. I look forward to doing the show now. It doesn't feel like oh, yeah. it doesn't feel like. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like it felt like a job before, but now it literally, like, you know, it's like a con- like a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. we're sitting there talking about wrestling. It's a whole different perspective. So yeah. I definitely enjoy it. But, like, as far as joining Patreon, I mean, not only do you just, you know, you get the ad-free episodes. That's the reason why you do it, right? You don't want to listen to ads. You don't want to waste your time. So that's, an, that's one reason right there to get Patreon. But number two, you get inside the Discord chat. Number one, like, inside the Discord chat, you oh, get, yeah, like... That is interesting, dude. You get the conversations, right? You get the conversations during the pay-per-views. That's the thing that... That's why you come. But why you stay is because the the unexpected arguments between people mm-hmm. that are in there, just, like, <laughs> random conversations that happen. I mean, things get heated in the Discord chat. There's rivalries yeah. that get started. People talk about, you know, things that happen on the mailbag. All that good stuff. Speaking of the mailbag, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan for doing a great job with that. I'm looking forward to podcast backlash. Finding out whether or not I was officially accepted into the Casual Wrestling crew. I think I know the answer, though. We'll see what happens. I know that Ric Flair comment might have uh, made it a little bit more difficult to get approved, (laughs) but we'll see what happens. But anyways, I do want to thank you guys, obviously, for choosing this podcast. Like we said, if you are a regular listener... Thank you so much for making this part of your weekly routine. I hope you will continue to do so. But on that note, guys, walk passionately in the direction of your dreams. Have a damn good weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.